Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and this is your favourite pub landlord from the digital pub Cheshire Matters, Jonathan Starkey. And we're doing a post-election special this evening, just to have a quick discussion over what's happened over the United Kingdom with the elections. And I'm just going to check. Is everybody all there? Just a quick yes. Steve, are you there, sir? I certainly am, Jonathan, and gentlemen, and hello to all our friends across Cheshire this evening. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Mark? Yes. Thank you. That's exactly what I asked for, a quick hello. Right? The gazelle, go ahead. Yes. There you go. See, it's only you, Steve, that takes up all that time to give you the hello to all our friends all over Cheshire. Blah, well, we blah, like blah. to be welcoming, you know, yeah, and of course say hello you do, to yeah. people. You know. Okay. All right. Well, we've had the election. Now, who do we think came off best? Who do we think came off best? We'll start with Steve so I can get to mute him if I need to. Okay, go ahead, Steve. No, we'll have none of that this evening. Well, to be honest with you, it, it's been um, an absolutely, it, it's obvious really, it's uh, absolutely devastating for the Labour Party, to be quite frank, as we all know. Um, and the thing is now, I've, I've read so many reports, probably like everybody else, about um, various things being said about the Labour Party, including now even fighting for their own survival in the medium to long term. This is so serious, it's beyond comprehension. We've actually got no um, form of opposition with any credibility now in this country. And actually, whether people vote Labour or not, or support Labour or not, um, for a balanced parliament and balanced debate, and given a, a fairness within the parliamentary system, you do need a credible opposition. And there isn't one now, it's as simple as that. Okay, well, listen, was it, and I'm going to go to Mark on this now, was it the Conservative winning or was it Labour losing? Go ahead, Mark. I don't know, but in answer to your question, I think the Conservatives are the ones who've made out. Just looking at the seats declared out of the 143, now on my last check, there was 139 of them have been resolved and the Conservatives have actually gained 292 councils seats. So that's not too bad, is it? That's a change of plus 12 wow. councils. So that's not too bad. And Labour have lost 264 councillors. Yeah. Well, that's that's a bit of a drop. Now, how can we explain what's happened in Wales as against what's happened to Labour in England? How can you know, have we got any reasoning for this? Is it the Brexit effect? Before Steve comes in, let me bring Trevor. Let me bring Trevor. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, I think if you if you stand back and look at the results, I think what what we need is Mark Drayford to uh, actually be the prime minister. Sorry, not, <laughs> not prime minister. No, 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 no. Let me take that back to be the uh, the new Labour leader. Yeah. Well, it would because appear. But when I, well, there's rumours going about now that Andy Burnham is going to be the new leader of Labour. No. Because no. well, I know, I know, but. Some of the things that he was saying actually resonated with me when he was talking about getting an English parliament, getting devolution for England. Now, that resonated with me because he's been saying that everything is too London-centric and that all the decisions we hear about Welsh devolution, we hear about Scottish devolution, you know, we hear about the Northern Irish. He said, what about England? I think it's about time that that question really did come to the fore. Go ahead, Mark. I kind of agree with it, yeah, with the English Parliament, but I think we, we might be on different wavelengths from Andy Burnham because I think eventually he'd probably break England up as well. 
Actually, so that's a very serious again. point because he is a big fan of devolution. And, mm-hmm. and one of my concerns is, I'm with Mark on this, one of my concerns is that the Labour Party in particular like the idea of devolution because they can hang on to their their remaining strongholds with uh, very far-left Labour policies to isolate and ostracise the, the Conservatives in those areas and take over and, and, and hang on to control in devolution areas so i i think that's a problem in in you know relation to uh labor wanting devolution but andy burnham has indicated that he's happy to sort of uh, continue with his job as, as mayor but i think there's bigger issues actually in relation to why in my view labor lost rather than the, the conservatives actually won although the, there's elements of the reasons for conservative winning but i think people in droves of turning away from the the rhetoric of the anti-British rhetoric of the Labour Party, to be quite honest. Well, I know that quite a few of the the Labour MPs are going to be looking around, twiddling their thumbs at the moment, wondering what can they do? You know, and, you know, if you look at what would happen if there was a general election now, the Conservatives would romp. They would actually get in, despite all the issues surrounding you know my little crony and all the rest of the stuff that we spoke about on a previous program all those things you know the sleaze despite all of those things they still have succeeded i'm going to go to mark on that one go on mark well i thought steve was going to come in there (laughs) he looked eager well let him go next um it's funny they don't really seem to be learning the lesson do they just seeing diane abbott say they should go back to the uh, policies and manifesto of 2019. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's amazing, no. isn't it? <laughs> no. You can, literally, you can literally tell them where they're going wrong. They just won't listen. It's great. Well, they're not listening to the people. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, in a nutshell, um, the best way to sum up British politics per se currently is, you know, it, it is a two-party system uh, at the moment and has been for quite some time. Yes, we have the other parties and some of them making ground. But in a nutshell, this is what it comes down to. And this, in my view, is why lots of people have continued to support the Conservatives, you know, after the Brexit support, etc. And actually more are now swinging that way is because of this. The choice is quite simple in British politics. You can talk about the policies, about both main parties, etc. But you either support in this country woke communism, because that's what it is. And it's being recognised now openly as that or you support patriotic free market. <laughs> and that's the simple choices. Here we go. Here we, and that's no, it. I, I'm not going to fall into that trap. I'm not putting the music on again. When we look at it, yes, there is. I, I, I agree with you, Steve. There is that massive question about whether you know, Labour do really support you know, this country. They don't. They're not trusted anymore. Well, I, well that's that. that's one thing. They they've not connected with with the voting people that is traditionally associated with them. They've not connected with them, and I, you know, especially I mean, in Hartlepool, to put a pro Remain guy in an area that actually voted to leave. Well, there you go. I mean, it, you know, it was it was a mad decision to do that. Now, the other thing that I want to bring up is. What about Scotland? And what about we, Bernie, going on about independence again? Now, what I did witness this morning, I don't know whether Andrew, anybody saw Andrew Marr, you know, this morning, 
my God. At a certain point, I mean, it sounded like he was like sort of softening her up and she didn't want to actually sort of, you know, interfere too much with the way that he was conducting the interview. And then he brought up the question that we were speaking about on the podcast. And boy, she was floundered. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, his, his figures were different from ours. I mean, we said that it was two and a half thousand and our figures are from um, 1819 which are probably the most recent but he said that the figure you know the the, the subsidy that they're getting is 1600 pounds per person and she couldn't answer that she couldn't answer it let me bring mark in there go ahead mark yeah i found a slightly smaller figure i think if my memory serves me correct it was just under the figure that you mentioned okay so it, it is still a lot whichever way you look at it well i think andrew mar also points out about the um the validity wow. of another another referendum. And if she doesn't get the permission off the government, it could be illegal. So um, she wasn't happy about that. No, she wasn't. I also noticed that when Gove was interviewed, he steered very clear of any questions regarding any form of legal conflict with Scotland over whether there should or shouldn't be a referendum, whether it would be challenged. My point is, is that... We actually did the podcast before Andrew Marr came out and we brought up the subject of Scotland and its subsidy. It can't survive outside. No. It can't. It's impossible for it to survive. Come on in, Trevor. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, Jonathan. It's, it's not going to survive, but we're not going to get away from this. And I'm afraid you're just going to let them have to have another referendum. Let them have it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. If they decide to leave, then they leave. They're not going to survive. No. I don't think, I don't think, all they want, actually, I think what, what she wants is she wants her cake and eat it because she literally didn't really know how to answer those direct questions from Ma regarding the pound. What are they going to do? She had to admit that they would have to keep the pound for a transition period. Now, and she how, didn't specify how long. And she didn't specify how long. And all those things, they all come into an important realm when they're actually trying to go out and tell the truth to the Scottish people. They have to let them know exactly where they're going to be. And I predict, and we predict, that there's going to be massive cuts to public spending in Scotland if they actually go independent. And the Scottish public have got to know that. They've got to know what they're voting for. Anyway, go ahead, Steve. It's just a quick point. I, I, I'm beginning to wonder in, in Scotland, because my feeling is, if, if it's correct, that most of the people want to remain part of the union. Um, that's my personal feeling. But the reality is, I mean, are, are people simply voting for the SNP because they feel they haven't got anywhere else to actually vote or place a confident vote? They haven't got a creditable alternative, is what you're saying, yeah? I, yeah. No, I agree with that. Hey, and what about... The Lib Dems and the Greens. I mean, how did you think they did? I thought the Greens actually came out of it very well, considering. They did. They did. Plus 84 council seats. I know. It's not bad for them, is it? I know. I know. I know. And I, I kind of like sort of sat back and I just went, hmm. Now, we do know that the, the Greens in Scotland are a completely separate political unit to the Greens in England. And they, they are actually pro-independence. So I think, I think that what's going to happen is the SNP are going to, because they didn't get a majority as they expected, I think they're going to actually be teaming up with the Greens to see if they can actually push it through. I mean, I hope they don't. I mean, we've got so many friends in Scotland and Wales and in Northern Ireland 
I don't want to see the union broken up. But by the same token, if they keep on pushing for it, I agree with Trevor. Let them go and let them let them have the referendum. And if they decide to leave, well, in that case, then you make your own bed, you lie in it. That's it. End of story. So have we got any other comments to come in? Go ahead. I think try and round up what we were talking about before. I have stolen this off someone, by the way. So that's okay. <laughs> I think the I think the two main choices were either dumb and greedy conservatives or the party of treason, Labour. So you know. <laughs> You take the lesson of two evils, I guess. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, for me, a big indicator was the the seismic um, result in Hartlepool. Um, it's always been Labour held since it was um, formed about fifty years ago, and um, the the result was quite staggering to me, to be quite honest. And you know, when you see uh, a region like that turned around and you know taken by the Conservatives. It's clearly an indication to me that out there in the, the the widespread country, people are turning away continuously now from the Labour Party. And I'll be very quick, but the, the final point is that um, some of the comments from the, the, the leadership of Labour on how they're going to deal with this, yeah, it doesn't indicate yeah. anything, that they've learnt anything from any of this at all. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, it, it's again, as you just pointed out, what are they going to vote for? It's like... Um, in Scotland, you want to go to the SDP. So basically, you've got Conservatives or you've got Labour. And you've got these Labour, what was the ex, um, ex-Labour leader he was of a council that uh, got voted out. wasn't the Oldham one. I can't remember who it was now, but it was it was Turvin voted out. And he turned around and he, he blamed the voters. The voters. He blamed the voters for not voting for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where where are we going? And they're, and they're saying, why are we unelectable? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bewildered. Go Isn't ahead, Mark. It? I think they're still in denial, to be honest. I mean, they're claiming some victories with some of the mayor seats and some of the police crime commissioners, but yeah. I don't think holding seats is, is a victory, really, when you're losing hundreds of, of council seats. Council I think seats. they're just living in a dream world still. So. Yeah, go ahead, Carry Trev. On. Yeah, I can go that, you know, unfortunately, Warrington was... Turn back to full overall control to to Labour. Yeah, the local MP was putting out oh these 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 rants all over all over media social media, how well they've done. When they actually lost twenty percent yeah. of the seat. Yeah, they did. They did. You know, you, let, let's not try and polish the proverbial. Polish the proverbial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they lost twenty percent. I mean, yeah. you know, the Conservatives gained eleven seats from yeah. one. Yeah, I mean that's that that's a good size seismic uh, gain that, and they're just trying to polish it off, saying that well we've still got overall control. Well, unfortunately, yes, they have. Well, I'm going to wrap this up, and I'm just going to turn around and say, give a quick snapshot of what you think. All right, went on, Mark. What's your snapshot? I think people are sick of Labour. That's what went on. Okay, Steve. What's your snapshot? And I mean a snapshot without another point that comes in, <laughs> or the other point that backs up the other point. Go ahead. Right. I reiterate what I've been saying now for a good few years that people are now acknowledging that they see Labour as completely anti-British and they don't like it. No. True enough. True enough. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, I totally agree with that. They're unelectable, and I'm I'm just sick of hearing people say uh, the 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 Labour saying that we're listening to people. Enough. No. Well, I think that they're not quite finished locally, but nationally, I think they're going to have massive problems in 2024. 
And that's that's my view. It was it was a good election for the Conservatives. That's the best that you can actually say. But I think those elections were Labour's to lose. That's my point of view. And I think that they, you know, if they're going to be a creditable opposition, they're going to have to move a lot more to do things for the people, to get the people back to them. Because once it gets embedded in them, because the, the people of this country, they're creatures of habit. And once they start voting conservative, they're going to go and stay with conservative. But Boris has got to continue with the leveling up. Otherwise, we're going to be in the same position in 2024 where we're going to have no overall control over certain things. I think it's going to cause a problem, but he's got to come through for those for the people in the north. All right. Well, that's about it. We're going to say good night to everybody. And we're going to say good night from Mr. Ingram. Go ahead, Mr. Ingram. Good night, everybody. Have a great week ahead. Okay. Statsman, thanks very much for those figures that you provided, sir. Go ahead. That's all right. And, uh, yeah, thanks. That was a pleasure again. See you all soon. Okay. And the gazelle. Again, that man, that lithesome man that can go from one letterbox to another so quickly with a leaflet, <laughs> it's not funny. Go ahead, sir. Say good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and it's good night from me. Thanks very much for listening in to this. Take it easy, and we'll see you for the usual spot next Friday. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Have you got any moans, Steve? No? No moans? No? Okay. See, he's not saying anything, ladies and gentlemen. And I haven't muted him either.